Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. you because you're good. We praise you because you're good. We honor you because you are good. We respect you and reverence you because you've been good. Thank you for your goodness, Jesus. The Bible says that his goodness leads to repentance. Romans 2, I believe, it says his goodness leads to repentance. In other words, the way he gets mankind to change is to be good to He hopes, I can't say hopes, but if I was God, I would hope that mankind would change from me being good to them. Because punishment is not a way to get people to change. It's a way to get them to change in front of you. But God don't want you to be different at church. (laughs) He literally wants us to be reborn. Has anybody been born again? Uh-oh. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. That's different than delivered. That's different than confessing salvation. Has anybody been regenerated? My genes have literally been changed from my family bloodline to the bloodline of Jesus Christ. I'm trying to see, has anybody in here been born again? New appetite, new desires, new cravings, new joys. New. Has anybody in the room been born again? Let me hear your praise if that's you. Because anybody that's born again, you're happy that he brought you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Is anybody grateful that you've been born again? He's so good. And we're not looking back. I came across the scripture It's probably one of the shortest scriptures in the Bible besides Jesus wept. (laughs) In Luke 17, it says, remember Lot's wife. (laughs) They was talking about the end. The end shall come and it'll be like the days of Noah. They're going to be eating, drinking, partying until the rain fell and destroyed them all. He said, that's how the end is going to be. He said, the end is, this is Luke 17, the end is going to be like the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. They're going, the world going to be wilding, partying, drinking, marrying whoever they want to marry, giving it marriage until fire. came down from heaven and destroyed them all. The world is going to look exactly the same, probably even more elaborate, more enjoyable, more, you know, the the more you go against God's ways, the more aggressive you become. If I'm going to party and disobey his voice, I'm really going to party. That's how the end is going to be. The world is going to look chill and relax, and then the end is going to come. But it never comes by surprise. It only comes by surprise to those who ignore. Noah building a boat for years. If you ignore Noah saying get right for years, of course it's going to come as a surprise to you. A sign to Sodom and Gomorrah was that Lot and his family left. But nobody followed the signs. The disciples said, where, where is this going to happen at? What, what do you mean? The end? He said, where you see the vultures, you know there's death nearby. So where, were all the, where is this all going to happen? You know the end is coming. The death is coming when you see the vultures circling. I'm starting to see the vultures circling around this continent. This pandemic. Is a sign. 
that the end is near. What the government will establish after this pandemic, this one world order that they're trying to establish after this pandemic is a sign. Live, I see the vultures circling. The end is near. What's your end game looking like? Are you ready for the end? <laughs> not ready for what's next. That's cool. New things is good. And I'm sorry to take this sermon. I'm not even on the sermon. This is what I was. Yo, the end is a real thing. And it's coming. And I won't want y'all to be caught off guard partying when he cracked the sky. Recognize the vultures. Recognize the signs. Enjoy your life, but stay sensitive and aware. Live your life. I can't let you might have life more abundantly. Enjoy it. But don't be so caught up in your life and your ambitions and your dreams and yourself that you don't realize the vultures are circling. And this is a word for some of y'all. I don't even know why I'm going here. Some vultures are circling some of your relationships and you're ignoring the signs. And God is trying to tell you that thing is dead. Be aware. Stay woke. Recognize the signs and respect them. Respect the signs. The end is nearer than it was last year. He might not come back to the year 3,000, I don't know, but it's closer today than it has ever been before. So while we all here and we, that's why I can't afford to have an attitude against somebody when I know the end is near. You, you understand what I'm? So, so how do you live your life day to day with grudges and you just all, huh? How, did, how can you live like that with the knowledge and the awareness that the vultures are circling this world. The end is near. And I'm not trying to scare nobody. This is a, it's, people get fearful because it's humbling because it's something we can't control. Death is inevitable, but nobody knows when it's going to be. So it's scary. No, it's humbling. We call it scary because we can't control it. But I know who does control it. My God rose from the grave with the keys to death, hell, and the grave. There are three things in life I do not fear, ladies and gentlemen. Live, there are three things I don't fear because my God got the keys to it, and that is death. grave. These are three things the believer should never fear because our king has keys. Whoever has the keys has the authority. They control who accesses it. We can't get in the Holy Land without security with the keys to open the doors for us. So death don't have access to you unless your God gives it permission. Are, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So we don't fear death. Everybody say, I don't fear death. Say it again. I do not fear death. Because if you fear death, even though you might die 80 years from today, the enemy can torment your mind every day until that day. You, you understand what I'm saying? With the warfare. Well, you, you might, you'd be so anxiety, so, so much anxiety because you fear death. Thank you. Me neither. But remember Lot's wife, yo. Remember Lot's wife. I don't know why I'm talking about this right now, y'all. She looked back. First of all, it was, why am I talking about this? First of all, it was a command. When I tell you to come out, don't even look back. God said, don't look, remember not the former things. 
she looked back, that's, that spoke of her desire to be back. You, you, you feel me? It's not just about the look. God is not that shallow. It's about the heart. <laughs> it's about your desire to be back in something I'm literally destroying. Why would you want to be back in a relation? I mean, in a thing I'm destroying. Why would you want to be back in a lifestyle? I mean, a thing that I'm destroying. Why would you want to engage yourself in a habit? I mean, a thing that I am destroying. He told me, I thought this was my personal devotion, but maybe he wants me to tell y'all. He told me, Ty, it is an insult to my power and ability to deliver you when you look back from what I'm bringing you out of. <laughs> it's an insult to me saving you if you want to be back. Why deliver you and you desire chains instead of change? Don't look back. Don't look back. Don't base 2021 on 2020. It's over. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? This is the last Sunday of 2020. Next Sunday ain't got nothing to do with this one. Because next Sunday is going to be a brand new day. A brand new year. A brand new start. This is the last. Next Sunday will be the first. At some point in your life, live. that's my little pre-note to whatever I'm going to teach today. At some point in your life, y'all, consider the end. Why you cussing somebody out? Is this worth? Because sometimes it's ne- not cussing somebody out, but it's necessary to draw some boundaries like, yo, my dude, nah, sis. <clears throat> sometimes you got to have those conversations. But y'all know what I'm talking about. The ratchet. <laughs> All right, never mind. Y'all, everybody's so saved on Sundays. I don't like Sundays. We're going to have church on Friday nights next year. I don't like Sundays. Y'all too. What are you talking about, Pastor? I don't do that. And on the way home after church. <laughs> I can't even. Amen. Consider the end. The end is near. I need to be aware. I need to walk in the spirit. I don't know when it's going to come. The end of the world might come or the end of my life. I got all this anger in my heart. I got all this fury in my heart. I got all this offense in my heart. And my life might end. And everybody you mad at will be here tomorrow. Everybody you bitter towards is going to be here tomorrow. Like, whoa, Clarice died? That's crazy. She was just cussing me out last week. I'm still talking. I'm sorry, y'all. It said, remember Lot's wife, right? The next scripture says, if you seek to save your life, You'll lose it. But if you lose your life, save it. If you seek to hold on to your lifestyle when God is burning it up. Think of a fire. Think of a fire. A fire break out. You already by the front door. Your kitchen explodes. Blow the whole house up. Who going to run in there and get your purse? Hold on, hold on. Some of y'all like me. I get it. And I'm just saying purse, but things that you hold on to as part of you. If you seek to save your life, you'll lose it. Let that thing burn. It's okay. You can get it again. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So we want to talk about that, I guess, a little bit. What matters most? <laughs> I don't know what the sermon topic is. I just know where I want to go with it at the end. So, this is Acts 27. It's one of my favorite passages in the Bible. And Paul is a slave on this ship. Though he had favor because people kind of, they respected him. 
when they dock on certain islands, Paul can go catch up with his friends, but he got to come right back up, chain up, <laughs> and get back on the boat. Though he had favor, he was still a slave. You can have favor wherever you are. You ain't got to be the boss to have favor. Look for favor where you are. Are y'all hearing me? And recognize, hold on, I'm still a slave, but God has favored me. Recognize that. We think favor means I'm not a slave anymore. No, you might be in unfavorable conditions, but there's favor in it. So Paul here is a slave on a ship. Though he has favor, he's still a slave, and they're going from one island to the next. And here, Paul stands up as a slave on the ship and say, hey, just try to follow me here. There's certain things I'll go to on the scripture. Usually I walk you through it, but I'm just flowing right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you turned up. Don't, don't turn down. I'm glad you're here. I wish it was 1,500 more of you here. Turn all the way up. Your God is alive. What you talking about? Matter of fact, everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Turn up. <laughs> he on the ship, and he's now talking to the captain of the ship. Here's the slave, the bottom tier, talking to the captain, the top tier. He's addressing the top man and say, hey, he said, hey, uh, uh, listen, um, uh, I think that this voyage will cause much hurt and damage, not only to the landing of the ship, but our lives. So if we go that way, we're going, we might die. I know the ship is going to crash, but we might die because I perceive, I, I, I'm discerning, I'm understanding that there's danger ahead. Hmm. Who's going to listen to a slave, number one? So, so, but he had favor, don't forget. So nevertheless, the centurion, I'm sorry, the soldier, not the captain. The, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship. So that must mean that there were contrary messages. There were mixed messages. Here the centurion is the medium between the slaves and the owner. And Paul is like, hey, I know you can talk to the captain. Tell him, let's not do it that way. We about to die. It's about to be crazy. We go that way, it's going to be crazy. The Bible says that the centurion believed the owner of the ship more than the things that were spoken by Paul. Now, I've shared these, these principles before, but I, I felt led to do it again today. He believed the soldier more than Paul. So they went forward on their journey anyway. Ooh. So the issue, ladies and gentlemen, of the live jury... The issue is not whether you believe or not. You can hear the word of God and believe that, but you can hear the word of others and believe that more than. Your decisions expose who you believe more. Your choices reveal who you believe more. How many of y'all believe God in here? Okay. Just scan. Look at these beautiful hands. Holly. How many of y'all believe the word of God in here? Come on. But how many of y'all believe in posts and quotes? Yeah, y'all acting funny. Y'all acting real funny. But guess what? Your hashtags ain't gospel lyrics. Never mind. So the Bible says they believe Paul more than Paul. They believe the centurion more than Paul. And that's a simple, small thing. Ain't nobody going to hell for posting Megan the Stallion lyrics. Do your thing. I don't care what you do. But I'm saying your choices reveal who you believe more. What you li believe, live by. Not understand. Understanding is a different thing. Belief is in my heart. It's what I live by. You, you understand what I'm saying? So certain people don't stand in front of the microwave because I believe that can call cancer, cause cancer. So the microwave cut on, beep, they all the way over here, right? Because you believe. Your actions reveal what you believe. Now, I've heard that too several times. It can call cancer. Sometimes I step to the side a little bit. Sometimes I'm just right in front of it. When is it going to be done? Because I don't. Never mind. I might be the biggest fool in Orlando, y'all. But I just believe that God is able. And not, no, don't be. Never mind. 
Don't be irresponsible. Don't stand in front of it on purpose and hold your chest out. Don't. <laughs> what you got? What you got? Do it. Sorry. More than you believe God, but you believe what your aunt said too. You believe your boo too. You believe your homie and your girl too. Live. Who do you believe more? Stop resting in the seat of, oh, I believe God. Yeah, that's not the only thing you believe. You believe the way to handle conflict is to bust somebody's lip, probably. You don't believe turn the other cheek. Stop saying, stop. Come on, man. Let's stop playing with it. Let's deal with it. We understand the word and we believe it, but not more than my emotions. I know the word is speaking, but my, my emotions is speaking too. Like, yo, bro, don't take that. Are you kidding me? Tell, you believe you, your voice. Never mind. Y'all got, got that point, right? Man. <laughs> so they go right into a temptress. temptress. How you say that? Tempestress. A temptress. A tempestress. A storm. He believed the captain of the ship more than Paul, right? The owner of the ship more than Paul. And they went right into a storm. This storm is, is characterized by strong and turbulent or conflicting emotion, right? The storm is called, I, I can't pronounce this name, but it means a violent agitation, right? So I know we're talking about a storm and the wind's blowing and all that, but, but for us today, it will be a violent agitation. It will be a conflict of emotions. When you don't do things God's way, you enter right into a conflict of thought and emotions. The reason why you're conflicted is because you heard the truth. If y'all want to chill and just have no stress and have a good life and do you, stop hearing the word because if you hear the word and don't do it you're going to be conflicted your stomach be all messed up at the party they jamming but you your bowels is messed up just you just trying to enjoy it but you you conflict <laughs> you know <laughs> where your bathroom at where, this way you the only one at the house party conflicted because you know you got a word Let's not say party. You in an argument. Arguing with somebody and you know you should handle it another way. You just going in and and you just and your heart is getting on because you know it ain't no peace. It's just rage because you got to get extra emotion against God's ways. Never mind. <laughs> Who do you believe more? So here we go. Let me move this quickly. Here we go. The next scripture says that after a couple of days and the winds are tossing them to and fro and they're going crazy, the Bible says they lighten the ship. So they started throwing stuff off the ship. The, the soldiers and the people of Rome and people who, uh, you know, Paul was enslaved by would started throwing stuff off the ship. The storm got so crazy. They started throwing stuff off. And the third day, with their own hands, the slaves, they went and unhooked the slaves. The storm was so crazy. They... They unhooking the slaves' chains so that the slaves can help them throw off the ship equipment. So now the slaves is throwing stuff off the ship just so we won't die in this storm. Storms help you realize what needs to go. This pandemic, oh my goodness, if nothing else, this pandemic should have told you what and who belongs on the boat. And what's not necessary? I'm carrying too much of your feelings, too much of your emotions. I'm carrying too much. I got to get rid of it. God allows storms to let you know you're carrying too much. Too much pride. Let me get rid of that. Too much. Let me get rid of that. Too much. Let me get rid of stress. Too much. That's why you're in a storm, maybe. Maybe that's sometimes why we enter into storms. Number one, we were disobedient. Number two, to help us realize what needs to go. Because you might not realize the unnecessary things in your life until trouble break out. 
It helps you realize what needs to go. And then it says, and then no small tempters lay on us. It kept going. It kept going. It kept going. And then all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. Do y'all see that? Do y'all see that? All right, walk, I'm walking y'all through the scripture. That's cool? All right. All hope that we should be saved was taken away. See, the enemy will get in the storm and take things from you, not your money, not your car. When you're in an emotionally conflicted space, the enemy takes joy. He takes hope. He takes He takes. Peace, he takes the things that matter. He takes the things you'll need when the storm is over. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He takes your trust because you're going to need that hope for another thing, but he'll take it in this thing. I was reading this scripture years ago when I lost who I consider was my son. And like 30 days later, I lost my uncle. And it was like, I was, I was in a whirlwind of emotions. My uncle was like my father figure because my mom and my dad divorced. Now, you know, in a Pentecostal church, if you divorce, the end of the world is like the next day. So I was emotionally conflicted. I'm like, yo, this church is fake. What am I doing in God? Man, bump the church, man. My dad and my mom split up. Man, I don't care about the church. I'm emotionally conflicted, but I know God is like, yo, stop playing. Stop playing. I'm like, nah, yo, I'm going to the club. Can't believe I've never been to the club. I'm 28. I'm considered old at the club now. I don't care. <laughs> don't know none of the dances. I'm just kidding. Play. I don't care. What's the running man? I don't care. My parents split. I was emotionally conflicted. And then my son figure died and my father figure died within 30 days of each other. And in that storm, my hope was taken away. I was down. I was, I was in the darkest place of my life, y'all. I wasn't believing God anymore. I was just like, we, we formed this whole thing called churched out. I'm churched out. I don't care about the church. I was so gone because my hope was taken away. But then God said, I know your father let you down, but have I ever let you down? I said, whoa, who is that? Because I knew the voice of church. I know A flat. I know when I think about Jesus, I knew religion's voice. But I didn't know his voice until the storm came. And then when I got my joy back. No, no, before I got it back. When I realized it was taken from me, I wrote a song that says, I want it all back. Everything that you took from me, I want it, I want it all even my joy and my peace, come on and say, I want it all back. Everything that you got this morning, I want it. I want it all back. That's where that song came from. Give me my stuff back. Give me my stuff. Give me my stuff back. I want it all. Give me my stuff back. My joy, give me my stuff. My hope, give me my stuff. I want it all. Give me my peace. Give me my hope. Give me my joy. What about the joy he took? What about the peace he took? And what about the power he took? And what about the hope he took? What about your family and all your self-esteem and your hope and dream? What about the joy you tasted and the time you wasted? Do you want it back? What about the ways of God and all the ways of God, even the things of God? What about your hopes and dreams and your communities, even your kids and teens? That song came from this scripture. Oh, that's what the enemy takes in storms. Not cars and clothes and money and friends. Hope! You're going to have new friends in 10 years anyway. 
Paul is now in a storm that's not his fault. Now I'm forced to exist in a condition that I didn't provoke. Now I'm forced to be in a scenario because you want to be disobedient. Some of y'all didn't do nothing wrong and got laid off because of the storm. You, you understand what I'm saying? Got furloughed. Got, so, so many things happened that wasn't your fault. What do you do when you're in a storm that's not your fault? I got the answer. You might not like it. But do you want to hear it or you want me to go to the next point? You sure, y'all? Please? Don't roll your eyes. What do you do when you're in a storm caused by those whose boat you're on? I work at your business. I go to your church. I'm in your house. What do you do? Paul, next scripture, it says, but after long abstinence, not from sex, he pulled away to pray. See, I knew you didn't want it. Y'all shouldn't have. Instead of getting caught up in my emotions, I can't, wait, hold on, I told you not to do it in the first place. No, you go. Instead of all that, he said, hold on, let me pull back. Lord. What am I to do in this? This is, I, I didn't cause it, so I can't change this. But what's my assignment in it? How am I supposed to think in the chaos? My prayer, of course, is that the chaos will end. But if it doesn't, because it's not mine. So if this boat is in a storm, God is trying to teach somebody something. I just happen to be in it. What's my part? What, what's my disposition? What should my posture be in this besides anger and frustration, which is first on the list? Paul still got his little, he got his little, he, shot, he, he still got his little jab out. After long after this, he said, I told y'all to listen to me. But this ain't about that, but I told you something. He said, after, you should have hearkened to me and not went this way than to have gained this harm and loss. But now I exhort you, be of good cheer, for there should be, there should be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. So I want y'all to understand something. I'm talking to y'all like this. Paul was talking in the midst of a typhoon. He's in the midst of a typhoon saying, you should have listened to me, but that's cool. Be of good cheer in it. It's not going to stop, but you ain't going to die. It's not going to stop, but you're going to make it. It's not going to slow up, but God got you. Tell somebody we going to be all right. I'm happy myself. I'll come back I said, tell your neighbor, we gonna be all right. Yeah. Okay, right there is good. But watch this. Are y'all still with me? Say yeah. yeah. I'll let y'all go in a minute. He said, I exhort you, be of good cheer in it. Some of us dread going home because you just know. Here we go with the same old. I had a guy, before I got married, he said, you sure you want to get married? I said, yeah. He said, have you ever walked up to your door, pulled the key out, and just said, oh, and walked in the house? I was like, no. He said, well, get ready to do that when you're married. And I'm still waiting to do it. 23 years later. I enter into my house with Thanksgiving. <laughs> enter into my course with <laughs> What? Ain't happened yet. But can you be of good cheer in it? 
So your posture exposes what you believe. Yes, sir. There should be no loss of any man's life. You ain't going to lose your life. Oh, but the ship is going to be destroyed. The vehicle your life is in ain't going to make it. The way you get from A to B is going to be demolished. Your ways ain't going to make it, but you will. I caused this storm to destroy your ways. Good God of my, I allowed the storm to demolish your ship. Don't be so connected to your ways, I mean boat, that you're destroyed with it. We're so connected to our ways, we'll go down with it like Lot's wife. But let the ship go down, but not you. God will always challenge you, I say this a lot, to change your posture before he changes the problem. We wait for God to change the problem, then we got joy. Any drug addict, alcoholic, any sinner, devil worshiper, anybody who gets their way is going to be happy after they get it. That don't mean you trust God. It means you trust God when you have good cheer in it. <laughs> so, let me keep going. He said, there should be no loss of your life among you but the ship. The next verse said, because tonight... There stood an angel of the Lord. I talked to him. I prayed. I prayed. And he said, fear not, because <laughs> you must be brought before Caesar. He prayed, and God responded. But God said nothing about the storm he was in. <laughs> Just because God don't address what you address, don't mean he ignoring you. I'm just trying to keep you purpose-driven. Storms are going to blow. Winds are going to blow. Rain is going to fall. But stay focused. You got to be, you got to appear before Caesar. I gave you a word, Paul. You got to stand before Caesar. That ain't happened yet. So you know you're not going to die in this. If your purpose ain't happened yet, you ain't going to die in the storm. Tell somebody, I got things to do. I can't, I can't die in this pandemic. I got purpose to fulfill. I can't die in this season. I Tell somebody I got things to do. 2020 can't stop my purpose. I'm going into 2021 fulfilling vision, fulfilling dreams, fulfilling purpose. Somebody scream, I got stuff to do. Let me ask a question. Does anybody have purpose in your life? Who know you got a purpose? Anybody have dreams and purpose that you know has not been fulfilled yet? You can have joy any time of day then because whatever you're facing can't take you out. I don't care if you lose every dime in the bank. If you got purpose over your life, you're rich. Ah! I got things to do. I lost every penny, but I got purpose. That makes me more rich than most. Paul, what should I do? What's going on? The storm is raging. Lord, help me. Fear not. That's number one. Fear is the portal of suggestions. Fear opens you up emotionally to any suggestion. When you're fearful, you're open to not God's word. You're open to any word. So the first thing he always says is stop fearing. Because you're hearing too many voices when you fear. You're taking any suggestion. You're looking up ways to do this and you're not listening to me. That's why I trust me and don't fear the situation. When you trust him, you know what he says and you're set. Somebody say I'm set. Can y'all say it again? I'm set. If 2020 taught us anything, it taught us our settings. It showed you where your hope is set, your faith is set, your joy is set, your salvation is set, your boundaries are set, your humility is set. It showed you your settings. Fear. Stop fearing, y'all. Demons, oh God. Demons are literally 
personalities, persons, invisible persons. The Bible says that God created all things seen and unseen. God created invisible things like wind. Y'all just want to shout. Let me just get y'all shouting. Y'all want to think? Y'all want to think a little bit? So God created invisible things. Whoa, 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 whoa. So demons or fallen angels are invisible persons. Come here, Cam. Stand right here. Stand right here. Thank you. You stand up here with him, Keon. You stand on this side. You're going through a storm. When you're fearful, you hear. Come here, Vinroy. Come here, Vinroy. <laughs> Excellence, period. <laughs> Got you. Got you, though. Yo, talk to him. Like, like, yo, when you're fearful, you're open to, yo, you know you should just go. Wait, you know you should just go. Yo, you don't want to be lonely all your life. Just hit her up, man. Hit her in the DM. Yo, you don't want to be the, yo, make a way. To, you don't want to be broke, man. Go hit them streets for just two months. You'll be good. Whatever the suggestion is, punch him in the face. I don't know what it is. You open to the suggestions when you're fearful. And all demons are, are persons suggesting things to you. They came up to Eve like the serpent, the big old bad devil, the, the, the head honcho. He didn't choke Eve. He didn't slap her because he doesn't have permission to touch humanity. Y'all okay? I'm about to tell y'all something. He ain't got permission to mess with you because you're God's child. Whether you're living right or wrong, the devil can't touch you. I know it's corny, but can somebody say, can't touch this? Can't. The devil ain't got permission to mess with you. He ain't got permission to possess you. He can only suggest, Eve, why don't you eat of the tree, Eve? Because he a punk. He came to Jesus when he was hungry in the wilderness. Jesus was weak. And the devil came. He was strong. Why did he knock Jesus out? Why didn't he kick him in his head? He can't touch him. All he could do is, why don't you turn these thorns into bread? But when you're hungry, that suggestion sounds good. Don't be that thirsty. So when you rebuke demons, you say, lion, leave him alone. Lion, you lie. You're a liar. Leave him alone. You can just kick that person out. You have power over demons. They're like students at an elementary school. Get out of here. Lust, he good. I rebuke you. And get those demons out of your mind, out of your ear, out of your house, out of your family, out of your spirit. Demons ain't big bad dragons. They're nursery school kids with no power, no authority. They just got something to say. That's a demon. Nothing to be scared of. If somebody in the church be like, oh, that woman has a demon, we'd be like, ah! But everybody here got the Holy Spirit. Get out of here, little kid. Rebuke him. Hey, I rebuke that. Get out, get out of my house. Nah, no. Get out of my mind. No. Y'all better start rebuking these demons. They punks. All they do is consistently talk. And because it sounds like your voice, you think it's you. That ain't you. I don't care if it's your voice, your teacher, your pastor. If it ain't the word of God, if it ain't good, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, if it ain't that, it's a demon. I feel so religious, but I'm serious. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Let me get y'all out of here. I just wanted to show y'all how puny them corny behind spirits are. I'm sorry, I get mad. I get mad. Because people don't know, so they just fall into it and they just, huh? you don't know. Like, why you do that? I just felt like, felt, don't feel. Don't feel, believe. We'll do a class on demonology and let y'all 
give you the names and all. They got names and everything. <laughs> Fear not. You got to be brought before Caesar. Fear not. Whatever happens, live. You got stuff to do. And God has given you all that sail with thee. Look at this. Look how the authority shifted. God has given you everybody that sails with you. He went from the lowest person in the boat to the one with the most authority. Now the fate of everybody's lives is on the slave. Because whoever the hand of God is on runs the whole thing anyway. <laughs> if you're at your company, your company's blessed. I don't care if it's subway, highway, I, wherever you work is blessed. You should walk in your job tomorrow saying, you're welcome. I done blessed this ground because I'm on it. I'm a child of God and I walked in your presence. Do you know how blessed you are that I'm here? This whole boat is going to make it because I'm on this ship. Somebody say, we all going to make it. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost in here, y'all. Do you know how many atmospheres you bless? Just by stepping in the Starbucks, stepping in the CVS, stepping in <laughs> Kiki's. You're a walking blessing. I said you're a walking blessing. Live everywhere your feet shall tread. God's going to bless it because you belong to him. Start walking with authority, but no arrogance. He said, be of good cheer, y'all, for I believe God. You say, I believe. You say, Sansa the devil can hear you. Sansa the demons can hear you. Sansa you can hear you. I believe one more time. I It's going to happen just like he said he would. Even though the ship is going to crash into an island. So we're aware of reality, but we're not fearful. Are y'all with me? All right, let me move. And the Bible says they kept going and they crashed into an island. The whole ship broke. Blah! All in pieces. Worse than the Titanic, right? Broke all in pieces. All of the slaves and everything were scattered. And the Bible says that the soldier was going to kill everybody unless the slave escaped. But the Bible says because of Paul, they let everybody just go. And the Bible says some, next scripture, good God Almighty, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. They all escaped and they all made it. Some had big boards, some had a broken piece, but we all made it. Woo! Look at you at the last Sunday of 2021. You might be on a board right now. You might be on broken pieces right now, but you're here. Grab your piece and make it. Grab your board and make it. Don't look at somebody else's piece like that's bigger. No, get what you got and make it. Look at your neighbor and say, we made it, we made it, we made it. <laughs> Woo! All right. Let me just move it. Yes, sir. This is the year. <laughs> well, God shows you, you can make it with whatever you got. This is the year God proved to you. You can make it with whatever you got. <laughs> Whether it's a broken piece or a board, God proved to us this year. We can make it with whatever we got. Look at your neighbor and say, grab your piece and make it. Yes, sir. After he's a slave, after he's in a storm, after he makes it on broken pieces, he comes on dry land. I'm just telling the story. He comes on dry land. They start building a fire. Some barbarians was on the land, and they helped them build a fire. Paul is building a fire. Next scripture. Because he's trying to warm up from the storm. And out of the fire comes a venomous, poisonous snake. The snake, the Bible says, was driven out by the heat. 
So sometimes God turns the heat up in your life. Not to make you uncomfortable, but to expose all the snakes. You had a rough year this year, but you also saw some snakes that you thought was friends. You saw some snakes that you thought was supporters. You saw some haters that you thought were, okay. God allows the heat to be turned up so you can see who's with you. He allowed the heat to be turned up in the Old Testament to see who was with the Hebrew boys and who was with them. <laughs> so don't fret when God turns the heat up in your life. It's not to make you uncomfortable. He's trying to expose some snakes. <laughs> snakes came out of the fire. Or maybe the snake is in you. It's called the refiner's fire. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Yeah, to purify gold, they burn it. Good God Almighty. So everything unclean rises to the top and everything pure remains. So God allows the heat to be turned up in your life so you can see the ratchetness that's in you. It comes to the surface like, whoa, 2020 should have showed you you and your surroundings. Some of y'all ain't snake, but you got snaky ways. We, we, we got snaky ways sometimes. We, we were a little snaky. <laughs> so the heat of 2020 exposed the snakes in us and around us. And the people said, oh, my Lord, they saw it hanging from his hand. And they said, whoa, they were suspicious. They said, oh, my goodness, he, he made it through the storm, but he ain't going to make it through this. You know, they were very su su superstitious. Very superstitious. Next scripture in my closing. But Paul, what did he do? Shook off the snake into the fire. Not only that, but he was, if I were to say anything to live today, I would say shake it off. Woo! Look at your name and say shake it off. You've been bitten this year by depression, but Shake it off. You've been bitten this year by stress, but shake it off. You've been bitten this year by loneliness, but shake it off. You've been bitten by the pandemic, but look at your neighbor and say, shake it off. Tell somebody else, shake, shake, shake. Shake the devil off. Say, shake, shake, shake. Shake the devil off. In the name of Jesus. Shake, shake, shake. I need to see y'all shake depression, shake stress, shake confusion, shake sickness, shake poverty. Whatever tried to attach itself to you this year, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. Shake, 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 shake. Shake yourself. 2020. It's trying to bite you, but before next year, shake it off. You got a lot of thoughts in 2020 that's trying to attach itself to you. Before next year, shake it off. Yeah. All right. All right, all right. Shake it off. It's as easy as a shake. You ain't got to fight the snake. Shake it off. I'm done. Shake it off. Offense. Before 2020 come, take that offense that's hanging on your mind and the bitterness that's hanging on your heart. I like that shake he doing. He like this. However you got to shake it, get it off of you. Get it off of you. There's a new year coming with a fresh, clean slate, and you don't need things hanging on. Shake it off. Unforgiveness. Y'all go down the list. Shake it off. And here's the key. Y'all can stand.
That's the message. Shake it off. Before 2021? Mm-mm. Y'all got one more week to... Some of us got so many snakes hanging from us, we look like the cowboy fringes. Shake it off. And look, y'all, he was unharmed. The people waited for him to swell up or drop dead. But after they waited so long and they saw that he wasn't harmed, they changed their mind. People are waiting for you to die or not make it or give up based on what bit you this year. <laughs> but tell them to keep watching. If you expect me not to make it, keep on watching. I cannot wait to disappoint you. I cannot wait to prove you wrong. I cannot wait to tell you how great my God is. I cannot wait to prove that greater is he that is in me than he Live, shake it off before 2021. You got a week. Think this week. What bit me? What hurt me? What offended me? And it's still hanging on. Shake it. Here's the point. You got to shake it before the poison enters your system. Being bitten is not the issue. It's the poison that comes from the bite. The longer you let it hang, the more the poison sets in. Bitterness leaks a poison. Offense leaks poison. Shake it before the poison sets in. Because if you shake it too late and the poison is still in you, Rap. <laughs> Do not allow the enemy to poison, to, to have you going into 21, 2021 poisoned. You're going to start a new year already polluted? You're going to start a new year already diluted? No! Shake it off. In the name of Jesus, I'm not telling you to be careless or irresponsible. Whatever happened, I don't care. No, because a lot of things are lessons that you should learn and put different boundaries and things up. But do not harness the emotional attachment to the anger, frustration, or bitterness of a thing. We block so many of our own advances by the things that's hanging on to us. And one interpretation says it's a venomous snake, a venomous beast. Another interpretation says it's a small snake. One another translations. I'm like, whoa, is it a venomous beast or a small snake? So I was studying it. Like, Lord, was it a big beast that hung on or was it a small snake? I'm studying, I'm studying, I'm studying. And I just hit a brick wall. Like, God said, what's it to you? Whatever hurt you this year, was it a big thing to you? Or was it a small thing to you? To you. There's different interpretations of the same bite. What's it to you? Whatever it is or whatever it was, man, shake it off. Are we going into 2021 healed? Y'all miss what I said. We're going into 2021 healed. We're going into 2021 free. In the name of Jesus. I pray for you all today. That you have the courage to shake it off. Because a lot of times we feel like it's unjust. It's not fair. It's not fair. But what makes you think you can endure being a slave, a typhoon? You endured the typhoon. You endured a shipwreck and you crashed. You came all the way here to die from a snake bite? Live. You've been through worse. 
I know the pandemic is that, but you personally have been through worse. You had an epidemic or pandemic in your life before it hit the world years ago. You didn't make it through all of that to die from a bite. Same God that protected you and carried you through the storm and the shipwreck is the same God that'll keep you from this bite. Don't let the bite pollute your next steps in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for everybody here. Thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice. We thank you for a clean slate. We thank you for a fresh start. We thank you for a new beginning. We refuse to go into this next year with things hanging on to us. We refuse to go into the next year with bitterness or offense or any venomous thing hanging on to us. So today we shake it off out of our minds, shake it out of our hearts, shake it out of our spirits in the name of Jesus. We rebuke every devil and demon and dark suggestion in the name of Jesus. And we shake you right back into the fire where you came from in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, I am free. I am healed. I am saved. I am provided for. I am loved. I am forgiven. In Jesus' name, I am saved. Say it again. I am saved. Clap your hands for Jesus, everybody. All right, babe, come up here with me real quick while I close. Thank you, sir. Man, Liv, it's been an unpredictable year this year. It's been one of those years where your mind was going from this to that to that to the other. My question to you is, where did you or where will you land? Where will you land before the end of this year? I believe God will do exactly what he says. If you believe God too, clap your hands and say, that's me, that's me, that's me. Liv, we love you so, 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 so very much. We are not having any New Year's Eve services this year. We had it today, exactly. We're not having it this year. Be safe. Enjoy your family and your loved ones. Treat them like the best thing next to sliced bread. And if we all do that for each other, everybody has the love they need. And there's no lack. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm depending on you to love me. Because I'm going to love you. If that's true, clap your hands. <laughs> if it's true, there's too many hands. That's too many hands. <laughs> Amen. I won't see you all again till the year 2021. Woo! But I, but I expect to see you all because we're going to make it. Amen? When I see you again, I want you to be free. I want nothing to be hanging on you. I pray that you shake it off. I don't want you to harness offense. I don't want you to listen to the suggestions of the demons. But I want you all to be free. Come here next week free. Come enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. Love one another, man. Support one another. Pray for one another in the name of Jesus. We need that more now than ever before. What's that song? What is it? Okay. No turning back. No Sing it one time. I have decided. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Let me pray before you leave. I know y'all think this song means it's over. Let me, let me, let me, let me pray again before you leave. <laughs> Receive this prayer, everybody. Receive this prayer. In your life, there will be no lack because you have the supplier of all your needs. In your life, there will be no confusion for you have the Prince of Peace. In your life, there will be none sick among you for you have the healer on the inside. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for your power to keep 
and sustain. Keep us like you always have. Everything we depended on in 2021 has fallen. Systems has fallen. Churches have closed. The access we once had, we don't have anymore. It made us more dependent on you. May we remain dependent on you only in the name of Jesus. You are our source. You are our strength. You are our peace. You are our deliverer. You are our savior. You are everything and everything is you. We bless you and we praise you and we thank you right now for another year in Jesus' name. Everybody say all is well. Say it is so. I pray for everyone who has lost loved ones. Holidays are challenging times for you. If you lost loved ones, I pray peace to your mind, comfort to your heart. And though it may not get easier, I pray in some way it gets better. In Jesus' name, be comforted, be blessed. I'll see y'all next year. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.